Welcome to the Sequiza, your weekly game show of news, entertainment, and news entertainment. I'm your host, Chris Eliza, and let's get right to meeting this week's guests. As always, I will introduce each guest by their Twitter bio. First, we have Margaret Sullivan. Here's her Twitter bio. Washington Post media columnist, Priors, New York Times public editor, Buffalo News executive editor, Narden Kaleidoscope editor-in-chief, parentheticals, I only had the one idea, and parentheses. What is the Narden Kaleidoscope? Oh, that's my high school newspaper. Wow. Uh, Narden Academy in Buffalo, New York. And I was, in fact, the editor-in-chief of it. So that's what I mean. I only had one idea. I've Just been the doing one thing this you journalism wanted to do. thing for a long time. That's interesting. I always wanted to be a rapper. Uh, and now her opponent, Eric Wemple. I love family, journalism, push-ups. Washington Post media reporter, opinionator, tweets don't equal endorsements. Interesting on that last point. Now, I know of your uh, push-up obsession, but can you explain it? Uh, yeah, I've been doing push-ups three or four, maybe more times a week ever since I've been like 19 years old. Uh, it's been uh, an obsession of mine. I, I just don't miss my push-ups. Now, and when you say push-ups, we're not talking about five or ten. No, I do about 200. Um, oh, yeah. In about five minutes. Yeah. And I would recommend people, if they have not seen this, to type in the words Fuego Frio, Eric Wemple, into the Internet, and you will see what I would say some of the greatest not television – Ever record it. Okay, now, uh, a person who has never starred in an episode of Fuego Frio is Carol Alderman. Carol is here to keep score, keep us on time, keep me in line. Carol, interestingly enough, believes that retweets do equal mm. endorsements. Yeah, that's true. Kind of an interesting yeah. take. Mm. Anti-Wemple in many Anti-Wemple. Yeah, I mean, I think that's become boilerplate, isn't mm. it? It is. Yeah, you got to so. take it out. It is. Should we have some rules? Do it. There's going to be three rounds. You get one point for every right answer, no penalty for wrong answers, and the person with the most points wins. That's it. You ready? Round one is, who said it? I give you a quote from the week in politics or culture more broadly. You tell me who said it. Quote number one. If we are guided by the well-being of American citizens, then I believe Republicans and Democrats can work together to achieve an outcome that has eluded our country for decades. Eric Wemple on the bell. Steve Bashir? Incorrect. Oh. Margaret Sullivan? No idea. It's a little someone I like to call the 45th president of these United States, ah. Donald John <laughs> Trump. That guy. D- did you watch the speech, Margaret? I did. What did you think? He was under control. And, uh, Which he is was, actually so- he was, something of an accomplishment he was, for him. He was reading very well from the teleprompter. He did not seem as, as shackled by the teleprompter or sort of as he has been in the past. And Glenn Kessler just did a, a big fact check and said that there were 13 inaccuracies. Uh, inaccuracies, which for Trump is low, for anyone else would be quite high. Right. Eric, did you watch? I did. You didn't watch the Georgetown Seton Hall game? Instead? No, no. I watched huh. the I, I watched did. the Trump address. I saw you getting in Twitter fights with people. About I love optics. to scrap with people. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I do. I love um, it. I'll admit it. I think that you are free to comment on how Donald Trump came across in the room. So I do think that that is fair game. I do think that it's also not adding a lot to the conversation. I mean, <laughs> I once, after, you know, when we were doing the conventions, I watched Wolf Blitzer use the word powerful probably 17 times in the course of like an hour broadcast, a powerful moment. He does it with both Republicans and Democrats. There's no bias there, but it's just, it's cliched. You know what I mean? I'm always struck. It's all torque. I'm always struck by the, um, I don't know why people use Twitter this way. Genuine. Like I'm interested if you guys have thoughts. Reporters who simply 
quote him. Right. Yeah. Quote Trump. I know. That's awful. Like, or anything. Who, who possibly would not be watching it and, like, it's – what's the added value it's, there? It's a question of whether you're actually only following it on Twitter, which I don't think too many but people like, who do. D- no one. Right. Number two, I consider the media to be indispensable to democracy. We George need an independent – George Bush. Oh well, Eric? you. Uh, Who she, rang she in? Won the, she rang. <laughs> Margaret rang. rang her bell. Eric. Did why not. don't? Why don't Eric follow the rules? I don't know. Right. I'm giving it to Margaret because I'm. Yeah. I believe Margaret in followed rules. the rules. Yeah, Margaret. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, that's kind. But you're correct, George W. Bush. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like he went underground, like a lot of former presidents do, for you know, for uh, much of Obama's time in office and is now sort of reemerging. I mean, this is all his stuff with the Today Show, which is what a lot of these quotes come from, is because he's selling, is it a book? He's, he's, oh, he's as an exhibit of his pictures. Yeah, yeah. he's an artist, right. and who and actually people say you know pretty good. I think I his like pictures him. are I good. Like I like him. He he does the you know the 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 combat veterans. Yes, and uh, you know Tapper has been promoting a lot of them. you know this uh, some of the people who appeared in his book are, uh, Bush, are painted right exactly yep. are painted by Bush and it's. Uh, he said that, you know, the press is indispensable and, yep. you know, hold people accountable. In any other time in our country's history, that would be cliche. It would be on the cutting room right, floor. Right. Or it wouldn't even be right. asked. But now right. it's with big news. Right. Well, it's <laughs> the most sort of like, it's, like, it's the most like de rigueur, typically state. Right. Like, well, it's, of course. It's we pro need forma. an independent media. Yeah. It's true. And that was like the lead. I don't know. Which suggests where I we're at. I looked around. It was former, everybody. Former took, president believes in free press. Yeah. Right. Making right. civics great again. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's remarkable. Okay. Number three. This was a short, short but sweet. It's going to get worse every day for the media. It's going to get worse. <laughs> Margaret Sullivan. Stephen Miller. Oh, so close. It's going to get worse every day for the media. Eric Whipple. Steve Bannon. Correct. Oh, they're the same person. <laughs> oh, six and one. Olding, balding white guys, huh? Actually, Bannon's not balding. He has great hair. It's true. Unrelated to whatever you think of him. <laughs> Terrific hair. Yeah, he said that at CPAC. He basically said, he goes on, so he says it's going to get worse every day for the media. And then he says to the crowd at CPAC, if you think you're not going to have to fight right. to the, take it away, you've you. got another thing right. coming Here's or something. Here's the thing. Yeah. The whole thing is a is a plan. It's a gimmick. It's a foil. The media is a foil for Trump. And so for Bannon to say, and I think he believes it as well, but it's also a technique that works. And I don't think we should ever really lose sight of the fact this is not just sort of a weird thing that he's saying. It's a whole plan of how to make the media the enemy. So I have a question. I agree that it is for Trump, it seems to me to be an affect in that he understands the media symbolizes everything that his supporters dislike. I don't get the sense that Bannon is doing it because he believes there's strategic value in it. I get the sense that he He's more, does this because he sincere. believes it. Do you think that's right I or think, wrong? I think he is the most sincere person in that building. I mean, his, right. his, he has he a feels, belief system. Right. He has a belief system. I think the irony uh, about that whole thing is subscriptions to newspapers skyrocketing, uh, ratings on television booming. Um, so the notion that it gets worse for the media every day, yeah, you know, they – abuse us and so on and so forth but as an industry this is a stimulus package and can i ask both of you because both of you do a lot of work in this space 
it is hard to argue that Trump is not, and even his attacks on the media have not been a good thing for subscriptions to the New York Times, subscriptions to the Washington Post, ratings for CNN, right? I mean, every everything, earnings for CNN, right. earnings for all these places. Has it been a good time for journalism in terms of meeting its obligations and the expectations the public has in terms of informing the public, in terms of contextualizing, in terms of sort of what we are expected to normally do? Margaret, let me start yeah. with you. Well, I think during the campaign, uh, no. The answer is no. We did not do a particularly good job. If you can look at the media as a whole, which is kind of a crazy right. thing to Capital do to begin J with, journalism, because right. are we talking about you know Breitbart or the New York Times or NPR or uh, the Des Moines Register? Very hard to right. sort of sum up the media. But in general, I don't think the media did a very good job during the campaign since Election Day. Uh, we have gotten a lot tougher and a lot better. Eric. I dissent a little bit on the campaign. I know I'm probably in the minority, but I feel that both candidates uh, were covered extensively. The amount of investigative journalism that was done in a very short time about Donald Trump was overwhelming. I mean, I the mean, Post wrote a book about him. Post wrote a book about him. We knew about every, you know, so many of his business dealings. We knew about his treatment of women. You know, we knew so much about this man that I, I can't quite get there with a universal or a wide-ranging condemnation. And what about now? Uh, what about now, as I, I guess the I... Clinton thing. Now, now there's bad and so on and so forth. With Hillary Clinton, I think that, you know, their partisans would say that we just banged the drum on the email thing uh, such that it became basically one scandal for her was the same thing as 90 million scandals was for Donald Trump. I think that is a legitimate criticism. It's borne out by that Harvard study um, that took a very close look at uh, mainstream journalists. So, So I think that there were some problems, but I don't think that people went to uh, the voting booth with if they wanted the information, it was there for them. So, well, what I would say, to, I don't disagree with that for, and I think you've got it exactly right. But we knew, and we transmitted who Trump and Clinton were. I don't think we knew very well who the country was, and I think that was a flaw. Uh, last one. I want to say thank you to President Trump. Remember last year when it seemed like the Oscars were racist? That's gone, thanks to him. Who said that? Jimmy Kimmel. Correct! Maybe I'm better at trivia than I thought. See, she's coming into her own. She's coming into her own. Wemple, interestingly, was out doing push-ups for most of the last of that question there. Um, Did you watch the Oscars, Eric? I did not. None. I I watched a lot of the coverage after, you know, little Twitter. That's your thing. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, Oscars is not. I was working on another. I was working on a story about Politico and. He was doing real journalism. Yeah. Were you doing that Politico, story. Sean Spicer? I was working on that. You, yeah. Everyone should read that story, by the way, mm-hmm. because if you think that the uh, fact that Donald Trump didn't mention the media much in his speech is some sign that they have turned a corner on their media relations, you should read Eric's story because you can find they it have by, not. You can find it by Googling Eric Wemple and slime. Yeah, <laughs> that is the word, the word slime. slime. But that turns up a lot of results. Trust me, I've been there. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> and, wait, oh, wait, and Politico. Um, Margaret, did you watch the Oscars? You know, I watched almost all of it, and, and then, then, I, missed the, then I missed the thing. But I was—I just had had enough. It's too—it's too insanely long. I find it difficult now because entertainment, sports, things that I used to go to for distraction. Because our job—you know—many people do politics and media, following the media as as a hobby. This is something that we all. This is our job. I look to other things to distract me. 
I feel like there is now no escape. There is no escape in sports. There is no escape in entertainment. I feel like I'll be reading random things and it will say like, well, in the era of Trump, golf is blah, blah. I'm like, what? Golf? Era of Trump? Like, how does that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Pat. And this is why, uh, you know, it, it, it is. Politics has seeped into everything. And it's, you know, we have become, we've moved from uh, really uh, what you would say if you were applying to a college, a well-rounded country <laughs> to I an obsessive country. Right, exactly. <laughs> but now we don't we don't care about that stuff anymore. I mean, there is no problem. In, in a way, it's sort of brought people together because you can talk to politics with anybody now. That's true. And, and, about- every, and everybody wants to. Like, there's no way that you can go to a party or gathering, a family dinner or something like that. Yeah. It's like the minute they see you coming, they're like, okay, now here's everything I think about Donald right. Trump. <laughs> and, and Steve Bannon, they know all the characters. You know, let me tell you about the the cabinet appointees and the you know candidate. For it the is Supreme remarkable, Court. even the depth of knowledge. It you is. Know? It is a level of sophistication that is remarkable. Is that because we live here? But Eric? hold on, I, I want to call your attention yeah. to something that Andrew Sullivan wrote the other day, or you know, last week or something. He pointed out that one of the luxuries of a smooth-running government, a smooth-running society, is that people don't have to care that much about politics. But the luxury disappears when things get unhinged. Okay, that's one round in the books, Carol. Self-professed bad at trivia, Margaret Sullivan, I believe, is in the lead. It's true, too. Good at ringing the bell. Round two is Who Am I? Now, I like this. It's I'm thinking of a person in the news. You each will go back and forth. You each ask a question that tries to narrow down who that person can be. You can guess at any point. Ready? Eric, does that make sense to you? Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you go first because you're behind. Is the person in one of the three branches of government? Not currently, but that's an excellent question. Not currently. Really good question. Male? Yes. Eric? Is the person affiliated with a political party? Yes. Is it a former president? No. Last question, Eric? Is it a Democrat? Yes. Um, <laughs> is it someone in the, uh, who was a, formerly in the White House? No. Oh, Would you like to hazard a guess? So what we know, this is a male mm-hmm. who is not currently in the government, who is a Democrat, who was not a former president of the United States. Or in the White House. Or in the, or White, in House, the White House in any Eric form. Eric Holder. Incorrect. This doesn't want to ring his bell. I know. Margaret? He hates his bell. It's tough, given the question. It's going to be yeah. tough. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to guess. Steve Bashir. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, did, you, <laughs> did you watch any of the response? I didn't. I turned it off because I had to write something. Is that a useful thing, broadly speaking? What, I feel the, like the, the response? The response, because I feel like they, they usually they don't trot out their rising stars anymore for fear that like a Marco Rubio grabbing for the water or Bobby mm-hmm. Jindal looking like Kenneth the Page both of which happened in the responses, right. will doom them, even though it will never, of course, doom them because no one watches. Eric? I like it. It serves a, a primal need to get the other side of the story. It's journalistic. It is journalistic, yes. It's journalistic. Bashir, I thought, did a fine job. Uh, Margaret, useful or pointless? No, I agree with Eric. I think it's useful. Uh, it tends to make you think a different way about what you just saw, You know, no matter what you thought, you know, it brings up some some stuff that's worth thinking about. I think it's a good thing to do. 
Number two, who am I, Margaret? You get to go first. Again, you can ask any question in the world that I can answer with a yes or no. Could be about politics or culture over the last week. Were you involved with the Oscars in any way? I was. What a great question. Really good. Wow, I can read your mind. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> Were you in charge of any cards? <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> Thank- thankfully, I was not. Are you a woman? You bet I am. <laughs> what? What's so funny? Just everything we've always wanted. Classic moment. Are you Marissa? Oh. Marissa Tomei. Incorrect. That means, Margaret, you get one more question, mm-hmm. and then you have to guess. I'm not Marissa Tomei. I am a woman. Are you Meryl Streep? Oh. Uh. Viola Davis. Oh. This one is hard. I'm going to warn you. Oh, dear. But I, I think it can be done. Eric, you go first. Are you <laughs> uh, in the Trump White House? Nay. No. Nay. Never. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, Margaret. Are you a member of the intelligence community? I'm formerly a member of the intelligence community, and, and you could say I am sort of an ancillary member of the intelligence community currently, but I'm, I'm, I'm better known as a former member of an intelligence community. That's a tricky one. That Are you Vladimir Putin? I am not Vlad Putin. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I would have said, you should have said, do you like to ride a horse shortless? And I would have said yes, and then Vlad Putin would have been right. Margaret, you get one more question if you'd like. Do you have something to do with the Russia story? You bet I do. Are you Michael Hayden? I'm Christopher Steele. Mm. Do you know who that is? Sure. Yes, he's the dossier guy. Well, he's not Vlad Putin, is he? Okay, last one. You go first, Margaret. Are you a man? Very much so. <laughs> that a joke? It's so good every time. <laughs> Hold on. What was the um, what was the category that you studied? Sports, entertainment, culture, or politics? Think of the one we haven't oh. talked about yet. Okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Good job, Carol. Thank you. Are you an artist? Nope. Are you a writer? Nope. We're getting close. I'm so. the man, non-artist, non-writer. Well, we really narrowed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not... <laughs> So it's not Tolstoy. (laughs) Are you alive? Yeah, yeah, gee. Um, Are you... Eric's going to say, are you alive? (laughs) You're going to guess off of that? Yeah. He's ready. You're Ruth Bader Ginsburg's trainer. Wow. That would have been good, though. Because you're very much a man. (laughs) Give it to me. That is incorrect. Margaret, you have... uh, You used one on are you alive? Yes. (laughs) So you have one more. So I'm he, a man who isn't a writer, who <laughs> isn't an artist, who is alive, and who is not Ruth Bader Ginsburg's <laughs> trainer. Are you Mike Pompeo? No, I'm Kirk Cousins. So after round two, um, yeah, it's still two score? one, still two one, still so, Margaret. Good so. job, Margaret. <laughs> Round three is the lightning round. This is 15 questions that I feel strongly we're going to get some right answers to. You can't see, but Margaret's the most ready to ring her bell. Yeah, she's like always I'm super like prepared. Question number one, how many states within five have never had a president born in them? 15. Margaret Sullivan, incorrect. 15. Do I have to I'm wait I'm going to say him? 30. <laughs> that is a, did you guess that or did you know that? Because it's 31. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm good on presidents and states. Really? Obviously. Pretty well, good. then things are going to turn around for Wemple. Okay. Who was the female star of the 1992 film Basic Instinct? Sharon Stone. Boom. Name two 
Hot start here, by the way. Mm-hmm. Name two of the four railroad lines in Monopoly. Reading. Very hesitant. That's Eric Wemple. He rang it at least. At least. <laughs> Redding, banging on the, the table. Reading Railroad in Baltimore and Ohio. That is right. And you got B and O. I was going to accept B and O, but Baltimore, well, Baltimore and Ohio. Baltimore and Ohio was big can, on the C and O Canal. Can you do the other two? Not, I could, but I would take a while. So right. It's it's it'd be <laughs> embarrass everybody else. Short line in Pennsylvania. What is the favorite food of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Pizza. Ma- Margaret, Margaret Sullivan. Good job, also Margaret. my kid's favorite show. 50-50 here. Someone will get this right. Is Japan closer to the North Pole or the South Pole? South. Margaret Sullivan. South. Incorrect. Eric, want to hazard a guess? Yeah, the, the Japan is closer <laughs> to the North Pole than well, to the South Pole. That was pole. really good, Eric. Yeah, I'm not sure how you knew that. South. North Pole. Which sitting president was the first to fly on an airplane? Which sitting president was the first to fly? Eric Wampole. That was Ike Eisenhower. That is incorrect. Oh, Margaret, way you, off. Margaret, I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> Margaret, would you like to hazard a guess? No penalty for wrong answers. Truman. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. This is actually really interesting. He went to the Casablanca Conference, which was the agreement between FDR and Churchill demand unconditional surrender from the Axis. He flew in a Boeing 314 flying boat. What sense, this is Carol's favorite question, what sense is most closely linked to memory? You got five options. Smell. Oh, I I believe that was Margaret Sullivan. No. Yeah. Yeah. Question number eight. Name two of the three main fossil fuels. Eric Wemple. Coal. Correct. And... And coal. And well, uh, coal. <laughs> and um, uh, I want to say uh, crude. Um, coal and crude. That's right. Coal and oil. Right. You know the other one? Um, I didn't know the other one. The other one. Let's see. Dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> Fascinating window into his brain. Let's see. Dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Uh, T-Rex. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> not natural what gas. Is, what I, powered Fred Flintstone's car? It was his feet. You know, I know you're not going to get it right because you just said it's not natural gas. It's it natural is. gas. It is? Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to say guano nitrates. Just save He was trying there. to throw you off. Maybe. He was trying to throw you off the scent. What was the first building in the world to have more than 100 floors? It is in these United States. What was the first building in the Eric Wemple. Chrysler Building. Nope. Margaret. Empire State Building. You're damn right it was. Good job, Miss Sullivan. It's up you. to you. <laughs> Number 10. George Washington was unanimously elected by the Electoral College. One other president got all but one electoral vote. Who was that president? Margaret? Yes. Adams. Ooh, good guess. Really no, good guess. A very good guess. Right time period. Mm. Eric. I'll try Jefferson. James Monroe. This is, do you know this? This is a weird story. A New Hampshire delegate wanted to preserve the legacy of George Washington as the only president to get a unanimous electoral yeah. college oh, vote. Good guy. It's like how sports baseball writers won't vote for people unanimously into the Hall of Fame because Babe Ruth didn't go in unanimously. Right. Right. Ah. What song contains the line, and I quote, I feel stupid and contagious? Mm. Mm. Margaret. It smells like teen spirit. You got it. This is my favorite question. Number 12. What flavor of jelly beans were created specifically for Ronald oh, Reagan's Jesus. 1980 inauguration? There was a, a flavor of jelly bean created specifically for it. What flavor was that? Margaret Sullivan. Peanut butter. 
Hmm, good guess, but no. Um, let me try um, three. I'll try chocolate. Two. Blueberry. Blueberry. Mm. Because he wanted red, white, and blue for his inauguration. Right. They didn't have a blue mm-hmm. jelly bean, so they created one Great. for him. The red was very cherry, and the white was coconut. Mm. That's a bad flavor for Co- a coconut. Terrible. Thirteen, lucky thirteen. Pips, P-I-P-S, is the correct term for the dots on what game pieces? I got a complete blank on this one. Complete blank. That is incorrect. <laughs> Eric. Um. Trivial Pursuit. No, good uh, guess though. I, I I won't I won't get this. Dominoes. Dominoes. Uh, Which country did bagels originate in? Which Vienna, country? Austria. Well. <laughs> Yes, Eric? Vienna, Austria. Incorrect. He's angry. <laughs> Poland. 100% correct. Really? What beer, final question. Made Milwaukee famous. What beer <laughs> is known as the champagne of beers? What beer is known as the champagne of beers? Margaret Sullivan. Miller. Correct. I know my beer. Strong, I know my beer. <laughs> strong finish there. Shall we? I mean, it's going to be a little awkward yeah, here. Uh, Vladimir Putin, I think, didn't win. <laughs> it's a 9-5 Margaret. Working 9-5 Margaret wins. Do you want to tell her what she wins and what Eric loses? Yeah. Um, for the woman who's not so great at trivia, the star trophy. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's really um, nice. We appreciate it if you put it on your desk and display I, it for everybody. I got I that on Amazon. Great company. Awesome company. Um, <laughs> Eric... As Inventive the uh, three to five business days, as the second place um, winner today, oh, your winner. prize, your prize is that you're required to tweet something nice about Chris. Okay, Eric, why don't you plug what? Not your Twitter feed because I'll do that. That's at Eric with a K Wemple, W E M P L E, and we won't plug your eyeglasses, which are really, really rough looking. <laughs> They have multiple labels on them and are held together with tape. What do you want to plug that is, and I let me caveat it by saying, I want it to be purely self-promotional. Don't say something like, the good work of my colleagues. Like, something that only benefits you. Um, my wife works very hard, and we uh, and uh, she helps out at the local homeless shelter, and I sometimes uh, go with her. What shelter is it? It's the, um, the women's shelter at um, 14th and N, and they, we, we do breakfasts once in a while. Mm-hmm. So. See, it just proves that literally everyone on earth is a better person so, than me. <laughs> Margaret, you are at is it just at Margaret Sullivan? No, no, because no, oh. it's too common a name. What Sully is View. Sully View. S U L L I View. V I E W. And now you get to pitch one other thing that, following on Eric, doesn't have to be self promotional. <laughs> pitch something? Yeah, you know, like yeah. what do you want to promote? What should people read? Oh. What should people look at? Do. What books should people love. buy? Oh, okay. Well, I'm kind of proud right now because I just reviewed, a. it's the second time I've ever reviewed a book for the Washington Post, and I reviewed Joan Didion's new book, which is really an old book because it's sort of scraps from her notebooks from the 1970s, hey, um, and I'm a big Joan Didion fan, and the and the review just posted yesterday, so I'm, I'm kind of happy about so that. So just type Joan Didion and Margaret Sullivan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm at The Fix on the Twitter machine. That's T-H-E, Fix, and I will plug an amazing new piece of fiction by George Saunders called Lincoln and the Bardo. Carol? What do you want to plug? You want to plug our podcast? Yeah, well, let I me plug your Twitter feed. Okay, I'm ready. 
at I am Carol Beth. She sure. tweets twice a day, regularly, like Wemple does push-ups. I'm going to plug um, the other podcast that I make here. I make um, Can He Do That with do that? Allison Michaels. Over one million um, downloads in its first month. Yay! Well, um, yeah. And it's about how um, Trump is changing the American presidency, which is pretty fun and cool to listen to. And I make K-pop with Jonathan Capehart. K-pop with Jonathan Capehart. And you can find you can find Sequiza, you can find Can You Do That, you can find mm-hmm. K-pop all on iTunes, Stitcher, WashingtonPost.com WashingtonPost.com slash podcast. Right, that's a really good place to go. Please go follow Margaret's work. Please go follow Eric's work. Now more than ever, media uh, criticism, media commentary, how we are doing, how people like uh, me are doing uh, is uh, of critical import. So please go follow them. Go to uh, the various ways you get podcasts and give us a five to seven star review. Uh, And we will see you next week.